You all right? No, I'm not all right, Mike. Three days of this shit got my nerves all rattled. My ass still hurts from what you did to it the other night. Oh, my Lord. Hey, it got rough. You know? I mean, we got caught up in the moment. Shit got crazy. You know how I get. Yeah. When you pop me from behind, I think you damaged some nerves. Okay. Now I, I can't. Now I can't. Can't what? I can't even get an erection. What's an erection? I'll try to take a Viagra. You know, pop one, pop two. Just eating them like Skittles. That poor man is pouring out his heart. I'm still flaccid. Um, okay. I'm comfortable talking to you. It's got 5.1 Dolby. About that did you ass. But you not getting an erection? That's a real problem for me. Oh no, I heard them bad boys coming. Can't stop now. Gotta continue my running. Yeah, cause we gon' party till the lights come on. And then my song stop. Fuck it, cause my mic's still on. Yo, I'm the big booty type. I like them thick with they mind right. Banging personality, conversate when the time right. I'm not hard, I got women that handle that. They be like, he the man when I'm really a thundercat. Come on, you know the tits connect like Voltron. Collect so much grass, popo thinking we molons. My cohons don't match that. But it matches our hair, rapping a cease that I got in the lap. Episode 121 of the Cult Matt Mark Cult Film Review Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Mark. And make sure to head over to Facebook and like us, or head to our blog, cultfilmreview.blogspot.com, or shoot us an email at cultfilmreview at gmail.com. Any show news this Memorial Day weekend, Mr. Hudson? Uh, Anything going on? Just, you know, take a time to remember the sacrifice that all our veterans have made over the years. I had no veterans who uh, in my family who were killed in the war, just wounded. Uh, nobody, nobody on my side, actually. Uh, Took a bullet, although I think I have a great, 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 great uh, uncle or something that died in one of the Civil War uh, internment camps, one of the more infamous, infamous ones. I forget their names, but... Uh, he, he fought for uh, the Confederacy? No, he fought for the Union, I think. Mm. I think we're all Union fighters. But do we remember those 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 sacrifices in, in Absolutely the war between too. the states? Yeah, and I really? go over to Sno- the Snohomish Library and visit the World War One Memorial there. Yeah, there's some names there. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen it. There's quite yeah. a few names. I know, isn't that crazy? Went over there, and uh, you've been listening to the Dan Carlin podcast? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I also listened to one of the books he uses, source called, uh, oh, I forget the name of it. I listened to it some time ago, um, all about World War One, like 40 hours of it. Pretty crazy war. You know, uh, since Memorial Day is all about me, uh, you can uh, maybe someday read my first novel, which is in my agent's hands but not being sold anywhere, uh, where I actually uh, I did some historical fiction, World War One. Yeah, I think I read some of it. I read the first part that uh, takes place in the past, the prologue. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe in 10 or 20 years, our listeners can uh, find that, that, that novel in the back alleys of amazon.com or something <laughs> well it'll be on a collection of your short works that's right well actually it was my longest it was really wordy mm. it's probably could do with some slice and dice maybe and you could serial serialize it into omni or something 
Yeah. Anyway, is Omnia still around? I don't think so. Still okay. Uh, but to plug myself, uh, I am getting my shit together and getting Chronophage out the door. So I'm doing the edits and uh, doing the book design and all that stuff. And it will be under my pseudonym, MG Churchill. And I think I'm going to try to get it out this summer sometime. So well, it's exciting. Personal plug, just to bring all bring uh, to to make Memorial Day really all about marketing for myself. Well, we get, we got to take the time to remember ourselves as well on this weekend. <laughs> Have needs. you sacrificed for this country, Mark, in a way that uh, uh, would let's ever see here. be I, uh, appreciated? I beat off today. Does that count? I sacrificed some soldiers there. I think you might have to do it two or three times. Really to, All right. Uh, well, we better hurry up with this podcast. There's only two <laughs> hours left in the day. I guess I could try to do it while we're working here. Uh, <laughs> Let me see. I'll open a little window here. Uh, sake. Uh, I just got back from a little sojourn to... Uh, Semiamu Resort up by uh, our our border with Canada. Semiamu, sort of. yeah. Is that is that named after one of the various peoples that we genocided? I think they still have a little bit of a nation up there. Oh and, uh, man, there's sell, our first there's our first mistake. That's going to bite us in the ass eventually. Sell some tax free cigarettes to the white man. Mm. I believe that's their game. Yeah, he who smokes with white man. <laughs> well. Uh, <laughs> We give you cancer. You take our land. We give you cancer anyway. So, uh, have you Ooh. ever been up to the? Have you been up to the Peace Arch? Have you been into Canada re- recently? I don't think you have. Mm, not have recently. No. I mean, I guess I, the Peace Arch is the main I five yeah. crossing. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, I, it's been it's been a while. I really don't feel a whole lot of need to go to Canada. I guess maybe if, it just seems like such a pain in the ass with border and you need your fucking passport. It is a bit of a pain. Well, you got to deal with those it. you know those cocksuckers on the way back in. I know. It is a little stressful. Uh, I always have issues because my wife likes to mouth off to authorities, so I'm always a little bit nervous Mm -hmm. about going through the border. But it's worth it for the discounted scotch. You should let her drive, and then you can mouth off from the passenger seat, see how much she likes it. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. It's not. No, we can wait. You just have to want it to work that way. I I guess. I just don't want to have us pulled over into one of the – strip search aisles and have our car completely taken apart what happened this weekend where's matt oh he was keeping it real up at the border (laughs) keeping it real yeah that's one of david uh that's a chappelle skit dave chappelle's that's one there's a there's a very similar skit i saw on key and peel the other day that sort of dealt with oh really with a with a similar uh idea keeping it real mouth woman keeping it real until Mm -hmm. you're in prison yeah, exactly. So uh, I looked over the because the the hotel faces I forget what bay it is, Boundary Bay, and across is the used to be the small sleepy British Columbian town of White Rock, but I look over there and I see like weird Asian style apartment towers popping up on the horizon, and then I realized something very unique about Canada is especially British Columbia. It's a huge province. But 95% of everybody lives in a little teeny flat corridor they call the Lower Mainland, uh, which you just basically have the mountains, and then it kind of flattens out for a little bit, and then it's uh, then it's ocean. And how little space they have up there to build on, and how many immigrants they're dealing with, and how crowded it's getting. Because over on our side of the border, it's just like fucking Twin Peaks, man. It's just fucking... Evergreen forests and 
few rednecks here and there and a couple of, uh, you know, resort hotels uh, taking it all in. And then over there, man, they, they're cheek to jowl. Yeah, with, well, look, uh, man, that's what we're going to be seeing with Obamacare coming in. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm trying to... I'm trying to uh, bring it, bring it like back home. Focus the emotions of my elderly aunt about Obamacare. Oh, is she uh, is she uh, is she a Tea Party? Uh, uh, she's gotten a fan. little uh, reposty on Facebook lately. I asked my Ooh, older brother about good. it. Like, God, have you seen all the fucking posts my <laughs> aunts put on there? So, on, uh, I don't know. I blocked her post a long time ago because <laughs> you can just like you, ignore, just you can ignore somebody's post but not defriend them. You don't ever feel the need just like, shut up, you dumb bitch. You well, actually, like I did the other week. I made a comment on oh, one did. of them because there was a, it was a, some video about Obamacare. And I don't care. You can complain about Obamacare. Believe me, there's a zillion things wrong with it. But um, like the uh, like the, the thumbnail for the video it took like yeah. a frame of video in the middle of it. And it's like Obama dressed up as some sort of African tribesman. And I was like, geez, seriously? That is racist. I, don't, I hate to call it a racist card, but I actually posted that. I don't think she, I don't yeah. think she looks at that. Well, she's probably firing off so many sparks that she can't like see through the cinder glow of any other countervailing opinion. I don't you know. know. I don't know if firing off sparks is her problem. I think maybe it's we're getting some uh, misfires going on. Oh, it's flatulent air <laughs> she's firing off. Okay. Well, I, you get to a certain point in your life, and... The world sort of moves on without you. It's it's a shame. And, I know. And, and I, you know, I sort of, I even feel it myself. Well, see, the, the, like there was one the time world. when I was starting uh, the position I work now at the University of Washington. I went to like the employee orientation because I had separated for a while, and they were talking about LGBT, uh, I don't know, policies or something. And I literally, I had no idea what that meant. And I, <laughs> and I asked, "What is LGBT?" And I just so wonder what you like, you homophobic cocksucker. Yeah, no, I was like 38. And I'm like, I wonder what. And after they told me, oh, all right. I, just, I just wonder about all like the 20s in that room. You know, they've they've been talking about LGBT for a long time. Yeah. I guess it's LGBTQ now. What the fuck's Q? Queer. Mo. Wait, wait a minute. That's covered under lesbian gay. Right? No, I think queer like uh, covers. I think anybody that's not covered under that. Everybody's covered under that. See, That's the whole point of gay, LGBT. Transgender, trans, transsexual. No, no, bisexual, transsexual. Right? What? Oh, yeah, right, correct. But I think lesbian, it covers things gay, like asexuality. Transgendered. In, you know, because there's talk about... I think they've added an A to... Some, this has gotten a little longer. Queer is is the big Venn diagram over uh, LGB, I believe. I don't know if it covers T. Just, well, I, I think, know. I think, Maybe. yeah, I think, well, I think it might, well, you know, these, the, all these terminologies change, but sometimes I think you get to a certain point in your life, you're just not interested in keeping up with it any longer. Well, the worst part about all that stuff is, uh, it's like why Fox News gets so many viewers. It's not, it, they like to think themselves the victim because when you're like a crotchety old white person, it's fun <laughs> to think that you're a victim. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Just to, it's like a role playing exercise. Yeah. Why isn't anybody what looking for- out for my rights? That's what a pharma victim. Wouldn't well, that the be truth is, like term? most old white people are are victims of the same economic. Well, they're like victims vic- of their shitty kids that are stealing their social security <laughs> checks. They're like not necessarily victims of you uh, know the the system. Oh, those big were. those big thick social security checks. Woo. Yeah, right. So I think the worst part is is not that there's uh, whatever you know liberal 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 gays marching on them you know to. Uh, 
whatever, like in some sort of battlefield, is that the liberal gays just don't give a fuck. And that's kind of the part that I think is the hardest for a lot of uh, maybe marginalized folks is that their uh, oppressors, quote unquote, are indifferent. They don't fucking give a shit. Uh, the world doesn't give a shit. You know, I mean, that's why they all cling to religion, because if you really kind of sliced and dice it, the universe doesn't give a shit about you. And I think that's the hardest thing for people to rationalize, that uh, they are insignificant when it comes to social, economic, political movements, more or less. But it's 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 but they at least can when they're a victim, make a big bomb in the back of a U-Haul and make a difference. <laughs> At least when they're a victim, they're involved a little bit, right? Somebody's paying attention enough to them to victimize them. Well, you got to find your own group to socialize with. Like me, I'm True. really big into men's rights. <laughs> <laughs> so you know now the now right I'm to beat off once proactive. or twice a day. Hmm? Yeah, the right to beat off once or twice a day. Yeah, I mean, I look, think. they got lactation rooms at work. Wait, don't they have Where's beat my off beat off rooms? room? I got to go in the stall like some sort of common piece of junk and, I know. and whack it. You know, now that you mention it, uh, mother's rooms are very much set up like beat-off rooms. You go in there, there's like a couch, mm -hmm. and I haven't been in. There's some, there some uh, you know, uh, lactation porn magazines in there? Well, there, there's, I mean, it's like, you know, parenting monthly or something like that. But there is a spread of magazines. <laughs> so if you're really desperate. <laughs> right, and you get a lock on the door, and it's all like you set up like half hour. Oh my god, you're beating it to parenting monthly. <laughs> That's some hard times. Some fucking hard times. That's like right the 1970s. There. Yeah, they should have daddy's room. Well, they do have daddy's room in fertility clinics, where they should have them in every with fifty or more employees. Okay, well, see, so. that's why that's why you got to join me at some of our monthly meetings. We talk about important stuff like that. <laughs> I just need I need a half hour a week to yeah. beat off. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Okay, speaking of beating off, let's get to this week's fucking shit show. Uh, this week, our film is uh, Bad Boys 2, not Bad Boys 1. You're going to have to go back to 1995 to watch that. Uh, yeah, I tell you, you watch this movie, you're going to really be lost because you don't know what happens in Bad Boys I, 1. I was so fucking lost. So many references. All right, so many. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read the plot summary in excruciating detail, Mark, because I know you hate long-winded summaries. But since you chose this pile of shit, I'm going to read it anyway. So here we go. Once again, Lawrence and Smith play hotshot, wisecracking Miami narcotics officers Marcus Burnett and Mike Lowry, not Washington State's former governor Mike Lowry, but another Mike. I got Lowry, a little apparently. confused. They look very similar. <laughs> This time around, Burnett and Lowry have been assigned to head up a task force to investigate the illegal trafficking of ecstasy in the city. They discover that an underground gang war has been instigated by drug kingpin Johnny Tapia, played by Jordi Moye, in order to cut off the flow of the designer drug, they have to take down Tapia. Unfortunately, there's a wrench thrown in the gears in the form of Burnett's sister, Sid, which oh, I assume is short for Sid. Goddamn, she was hot. Whom Lowry takes a liking to and begins a relationship with. Tensions are tensions rise between the partners, threatening both their friendship and the investigating investigation and putting Sid in harm's way. Also returning from the first film are Joe Joey Pants, who we all know and love. Oh, Joey I love Pan, Joey Pants. Pa Pantoliano as Captain Hayward. Teresa Randall as Burnett's wife, Teresa. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> she wasn't a professional actor. Uh, and former NBA star John Sally as Hacker Fletcher. 
Uh, among the supporting players new to this entry in the series are uh, Peter Stormare, oh. and musician, spoken word artist, and sometimes actor Henry Rollins. <laughs> I, was, I kept waiting for Rollins to come back all film long. I'm he like, did. When are we going to get another up. Rollins piece? He showed up like at the very end. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, it. when they were forming SEAL Team Six, number two. <laughs> oh, he was in there because I was for looking the, for him. I didn't. He must not have had any speaking roles during that part. For what I could only gather was Bay of Pigs version two there at the end of the film. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it worked. out. <laughs> so where do we start? Start with this crap pile. I, I, well, I, I, uh, I, I think we can all just take a second. Go, Usa. <laughs> so touch your touch your temples, yeah. and uh, and uh, I mean no mention in that. In that, I'm surprised that that long-winded uh, synopsis didn't mention uh, Marcus's uh, problems with uh, with erections. I thought that was a pretty important plot point. So that film. was the intro bit. Was uh, I, apparently they had to go to Circuit City to play a fucking camcorder video that they could have looked at the little <laughs> screen and replayed themselves. I found I found, that, I found that whole bit pretty funny. Uh, a little homophobic. Can we just get all politically correct with that shit and say that was that was well? It was playing around. Uh, with it. it was playing around with the the black male stereotype of being well, uncomfortable with their uh, with homosexuality. So, so what is the deal with that? Can, are, are black dudes what twenty, thirty years in the past of of uh, twenty? I guess years homosexual acceptance. Is twenty that, or thirty. I think that's a pretty good estimate. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm trying to figure I mean, out I mean, why. obviously, Don Lemon, you got to take Don Lemon out of the equation. He throws the numbers all off. That's the, is that CNN, the, the guy that got... CNN uh, anchorman who's gay. Oh, I think you're talking about the guy that got drafted by the St. Louis Rams. No, no, names. no. I don't know that guy's name. All right. So, yeah. Okay. Maybe we should just go man. through this movie just chronologically. First, let's, no, let's talk about the Rasta not, fight. No. Those are some of the most... Uh, those, those Rasta guys had a great work ethic. They were really putting some time and effort into their jobs. I was pretty impressed. What was their jobs? Uh, I'm not sure exactly what they were doing. Um, they were they were they were chasing was... somebody. They were chasing somebody around. There was a car chase, right? See, and right. didn't they didn't they, they they hijacked like a a transport with cars on it, right? Is that, is that that scene, the Rasta chase? Yeah, I guess. There was like five different people shooting at each other and chasing Well, each there was other. the DA, and then there was uh, Mike right. and Marcus, and Let's, then there was uh, the Rastas, and then there was Storm, the Stormare group. Follow me into my blueprint room for the <laughs> action film architecture studio that, that we've all are familiar with if we've watched any action movies and let's just pull out the blueprint for bad boys Two, and why this is such a foul horrible pointless terrible action film well, i just want to I, I just want to kind of like dissect it a little well bit, i mean you, you, it sounds like you want to take a big picture view i mean if we get down into the details no i'm talking there's some okay, good there's some good chase scenes there pretty nice no they're t- choreographed they're fucking terrible chase scenes what you're telling me that cha- the rasta chase scene is no good where those cars are doing cartwheels off the back of that carrier i thought the, well, i thought that was really it, fun it was really exciting it no uh, no the chase no it's terrible it's uh, terrible all I, the I, action I, I mean, in this film look, was fucking you can have awful. problems with the movie but i thought that was i thought that was a really nicely filmed kinetic 
experience, that car chase. Yeah, kinetic was the right word. Okay, so, okay, there's how many action set pieces in this movie? There's uh, probably about too many. I mean, they, this movie really, they should have, it's too long, well, there was a, There was a blatant Jackie Chan film ripoff at the end with the uh, H2 plowing through the slums which is a direct ripoff from a Jackie Chan film called like Police Story or Police Story 2 or something like that. Oh, one of the um, Police Story movies. I think that is it Hard Boil the No, no, no. Hard no, no, no. Jackie it was Chan. a Jackie Chan got yeah. famous doing Hong Kong action. Yeah. And one of his film trilogies or whatever series was called Police Story or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, no, I think I'm, And there's a very famous scene where there is a car chase uh, through a shantytown slum. I guess when Hong Kong still had slums, I guess they probably don't have slums anymore. They probably have million-dollar condos where that slum once was. Uh, and it's basically Michael Bay ripped that complete scene off with uh, uh, the Hummer chase from the Cuban army. I guess we can just assume it was the Cuban army. There, there was no definitive yeah. acceptance yeah. of who the mm-hmm. fucking whatever. Okay, so... The problem is, is, is I was watching these chase. I was watching all the action in this mm-hmm. film. I was like, why is it fucking terrible? Why is the action? Uh, why is Michael Bay's action so horrifically awful? Mm. And the th- there's a few things mechanically about the cinematography. There's no oh, Budge Budge tried to explain it to me once. They call it a setup shot. It's a long shot. It's a sort of a, a panoramic mm-hmm. that, that, that sits for longer than the two-and-a-half-second clip time that Michael Bay does from shot to shot. Mm-hmm. It's it's like gives like Road Warrior, which we reviewed in our third podcast or something like that, gives you beautiful action setup shots where you have sort of an airborne cam, not jilty or shaky, flowing over the top of you got the semi you got its outrider and then you got a fucking parade of muscle cars behind it with Mm -hmm. and then you know okay there's 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 you know three or four muscle cars and then there's some sort of these weird uh you know pickup trucks with bow and arrows and whatever so you get you get like a count you get sort of the dynamic who's involved and you go, okay, I, f- I got the setup. It's setting up the chessboard. Understood. Fucking none of that in well, any of this shit. I don't think he, I don't think he can because they don't, when you put the pieces together of these action scenes, they don't make any sense in space or time. You had a chase scene. You yeah. could have set up a shot like, like the Road Warrior shot where you go, okay, I get a little bit of a long shot, sort of a still camera. I can figure out somewhat who's involved in this chase Mm -hmm. but no it was just it's ridiculous i don't think it's possible for that chase they're basically on the same one mile stretch of freeway along the ocean front for about 10 minutes racing down there throwing cars and then there's that scene with the boat which i which i really enjoyed um but who's chasing what i don't even know there was like marcus chasing somebody and and somehow mike makes enough money to buy a ferrari yeah, no, that's. <laughs> I was watching this and I was like, I mean, look, okay. he's he's got to be so underwater on that fucking Ferrari. He's really worried <laughs> so was, about dinging it up. He's like, I mean, I can barely make the payments on this motherfucker. <laughs> so I was like, and it, 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 it's like, like it's just a two year lease, man. I can't return it with bolt holes in it. It was some 
I don't even know. I didn't look it up, but I'm sure it, it wasn't your stereotypical like 340 Ferrari that you can, you know, you could buy for oh, under it? 60 grand. No, it, it you was You could buy something... a Ferrari for less than 60 grand? Totally. Really? Dude, there was some, huh, there was some asshole. Yeah, there was some asshole that showed up to pick some chick up at Boeing, like for a lunch date. And he picked her up in like a red Ferrari. And I'm like, what? Oh, I'm getting wet here. Fucking... Keep talking fucking driving a ferrari what the fuck and so i go and i look up that model uh-huh. like i just said i want to buy a ferrari 340 which are kind of they're not testarosas they're i don't know what the fuck they are there's some like 80s 90s ferrari you can buy an 80s 90s ferrari not high-end obviously but your fair your entry-level ferrari uh for 50 60 bucks a thousand dollars Oh, so you're not, I mean, not new ones. It's, you're talking about used no, ones. No, 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 not new. Well, this wasn't a new. In, okay. Well, the upkeep's got to be pretty pricey. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, come on. You fucking, like, you got to get the timing belt replaced. You're in it for ten grand or something with those mm-hmm. cars. So you can drive them around for, you know, a date uh, every month so or two. So when the coworker got back from her lunch date with Mr. Ferrari, did she, uh, did she go, you know, I looked up that Ferrari on the internet. It's really not that expensive. <laughs> You know, I was getting I was getting pretty moist thinking about that Ferrari. But, see that? You know, I, I crunched the numbers and I realized this probably guy probably doesn't have as much money as he's saying. Is that what she see said? That, see that dusty Infinity over there? Same price as that fucking Ferrari. And so she said, "Yeah, I had to I had to turn him down. I had to cut him loose, man. I you know I ain't no uh, I ain't no gold digger, but I'm not going to go out with no broke nigger." <laughs> Right? Is that how it went? <laughs> I wish. No, I didn't know who she was. She obviously didn't work in my department or anything or my group because I was like, I never saw her before. <laughs> she just like, and then there was some dudes and like, oh, nice ride, you know, and all that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, how much is one of those fucking Ferraris? It can't be that much anymore. And they weren't. So anyway, but still, uh, Mike Lowry, former governor of Washington <laughs> State, apparently has... Uh, enough coin as a fucking narcotics officer for the Miami Metro to Look, drive Mike some spent kind his, of Ferrari. Mark's, Mike spent his money on his Ferrari, and Marcus spent his money on his palatial uh, yeah, uh, waterfront beach, property, waterfront, waterfront house in fucking Miami, Florida. <laughs> yeah, with his house. Two thousand three. His, not, like his housewife that doesn't work, and his two children. Yeah, at the near peak of the housing bubble. Where, you know, like, the funny Miami thing about this is um, they try to make. Uh, Johnny uh, Tapia look really rich, but yep. the problem is, you know, he has got millions of dollars, you know, and the problem well, is like his houses cop. aren't really that much nicer than like Marcus's place. <laughs> well, he's like a carbon copy of Joey Montana. Uh, this whole movie's mm, borrowed. He's so more just like, like a really bad mimeograph <laughs> from like the late seventies. <laughs> like when I was a kid, and the first Xeroxes were out, yeah. and I would try to like copy one of my drawings mm-hmm. and I would copy the drawing like about three times. Had like no grayscale yeah. rendition whatsoever. <laughs> Who's a, a Cuban citizen and owns massive amounts of Cuban property, although has somehow... Why, why uh, do you say he's a Cuban citizen? He doesn't have to be a Cuban citizen, does he? No, don't they head over there? Because that's... Yeah, yeah but the idea is that he Cuban paid off the Cuban government with his drug business. He cut him in on the deal. Yeah, and and the CIA has no problem letting him own real estate or operating in the Look uh, man, they've been trying to bust him so many times, but he keeps he keeps challenging him and getting oh, and winning and uh, getting million dollar judgments from the uh, government in court cases. Stop. This guy stop. this guy's Teflon. He's the Teflon uh Joey Montana. Let's get back to my original bitch because we're just it's too easy with this fucking horrible movie <laughs> the 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 action just the action which this movie is primarily an action 
I mean, you don't care. Uh, you're you're a drunken frat guy uh, stumbling into Bad Boys Two on a Friday night, you know, with uh, God knows how much Jägermeister in you or Jello shots or fuck whatever you know, forty ounces you're drinking. Or I think whatever. I think, I think pretty much pretty sure it's going to be Mike's hard lemonades and Mike's ex- <laughs> expired Zimas. And you sit down, you know, stoned and drunk with your frat boy mm-hmm. friends, and you're watching it. And you know, watching whatever some some fucking Metroplex version of Bad Boys Two. Uh, I think this would be the perfect movie for that situation. Well, of course, and and I was when I was watching this film, I was hating the target audience more than I was the movie. <laughs> I think that was I think that was like my primary offense was I wanted to reach back to two thousand three, go into the the theater with a laughing frat boy and his turned around baseball cap. And when he just like lets out a big like laugh over something stupid said or some gay joke or whatever this movie made, I just want to fucking garret him to death. Just like fucking take his oh, head right man, off. And my butthole pucker. <laughs> Actually, that I laughed. Seriously, at that. I was like, I was so angry at that guy, that that you know, whoever the archetype was for the bad mm. boys to target audience, that I wanted to take a time machine, go back to two thousand three. Go into a Cineplex and just fucking Garrett one of those assholes while they're laughing at this movie. That's what I wanted to do. I'm just yeah, so I know what you, I know what you're saying. I think that may. I wonder if that comes more from the hate of that sort of person than the movie. Because I, I mean, I'm trying. I want to get all the. The thing is, I wanted to sort of set a low water mark for action. Yes, this week. But yeah, I, yeah, you know, I don't think I. I don't think this, I think this is sort of a false vacuum sort of low water mark. I think there's a lot worse films like. I think like the first Transformers movie from Bay yeah, is a lot worse than this. Um, right. and I'm sure there's other worse, like you know, less competently made movies. Obviously, that are really terrible. But I think this is a pretty. This is good enough for a podcast as a low watermark. So I want I want us to be exactly clear on on on, on where the movie breaks down. Okay. So we so, talked so about. Let me get the first point. The first the point you made is the problem with the action being nonsensical without you know there's no setup shots so let's let's go ahead and explore explore that further or other things that really stand out. i, I think problems. we need to explore that further because i really want to get i mean let's dismiss the junk that surrounds the action sequences that supposedly make a movie out of this film i want to get to the action because i we've all seen action movies that are farcical and nonsensical with plots that okay don't make any the sense ne- so the I, next action scene after the the Rasta car chase is, is the, the basically execute. Yeah, the execute as I call it the executions of the suspects because that's all that goes on in that scene. So I don't even know why they're there. See, a lot of this is like, what's what are the stakes? There's no stakes. I no, know they just want to question a guy. Right. I know. I know Martin Lawrence. By the way, who was wearing a Michael Vick outfit? Fucking priceless man. Oh, is that fucking that? Is that priceless. is that his? He's wearing a Michael Vick. Uh, see, jersey. you know, like, oh, this is this, so this is something that I I still don't quite understand the incredible outrage about the. I was Vick like, stuff. I was like, I was like, was that after he killed the dogs or before? He killed? I think Cause it would be so. I'm sure it so was much before. More, so, so much more badass if he was wearing that after. Michael Vick jersey. I support. <laughs> do, uh, what do they call it? Dog baiting or something? I don't fucking know. Dog killing. Yeah, some there's bigger problems of, in the world than Michael Vick. Yeah. But well, I just I was fucking. I, I, I didn't even realize. I didn't even remember who Vic's number was. Last uh, thing I remember, he played for the Eagles, right? But that's not that. He no, didn't play well, for he them just when he there got was a, Unless there's two Vicks, but he was wearing a number seven with Vic 
on the oh, on the back. I totally so I assume it was that. Michael Vick. Yeah, I assume it's like a quarterback jersey with Michael Vick. Anyway, well, he's um, a pretty stand-up guy until he got busted for the dog fighting. I guess whatever. Anyway, uh, so uh, regardless, uh, so the, the they go ask a bunch of Rastafarian guys. I mm-hmm. guess the they have to ask guys. them a question. Of course, you have to tear like, their house down you, and kill all the other. Were you were you that army shooting at us during that? You know. <laughs> multi-million dollar mm-hmm. <laughs> chasing yeah like they couldn't figure it out you know amazingly no cops got killed during that chase scene i still don't quite <laughs> know how uh joey pants came up with that number i saw a lot of cops get shot so uh they go in and just start i guess the executing suspects that's mm-hmm. all i could make out of it and just like you know pretty sure they in didn't the form have the of a fire up for that either in the form of a firefight they mm-hmm. go in there and and blowing dudes like the guy looks through the keyhole or something blows mm-hmm. his brains out whatever mm-hmm. um so i would say okay there was one scene that caught my eye one action camera it was it was so masturbatory uh it could oh, have been the scene d- where they kept rotating around the central yes, column of the house exactly yeah, it went around quite a number of times i was surprised i mean in a sense it was almost a bold stylistic move and then you had uh, sort of the uh, Jesus Christ pose of the Will Smith character. Uh, I don't know. Somehow shooting through a wall with the guns, whatever. He was he was doing the John Rude double gun thing, I guess. So, you know, so is the problem doesn't make any sense? Everything's fucking ripped off and borrowed in this movie. But yeah, he, he, was, he had the twin gun thing going on. So I was like, okay, that could have been cool. Mm-hmm. But now it's just been it's just been done to a pornographic extent with the compl- like spinning around orbiting uh that like three or four times it was just this scene this little bit that michael bay had one of his cg guys do mm-hmm. and he just was beaten off to his oh keep doing that oh oh keep doing that you know and then he, it, it would have been cool if it was slowed down and there was some um, keanu reeves doing somersaults Fuck, something to keep you invested. There's nothing to invest you in any of these action scenes, and that's my primary problem. Yeah. With so it. it's really you the... know the, you know the two asshole stars of the film mm-hmm. are going to make it to the very fucking end because mm-hmm. it's that's Michael Bay. He's you know serves you up the, the the empty calories. He'll make sure those characters make it all the way to the end. Um, but there's no stakes. There's no like oh hey are they going to you know if they blow this then this is going to happen. Or if they don't do this effectively, then this there's no contingency, there's no consequence to any of the action in this film, which makes it so fucking dry, which is you're watching this stuff and you're like, God damn, you know, if it was just slowed down, like if you kept a, a shot for, let's say, four seconds as opposed to 2.5, mm-hmm. it might invest me a little bit more. If you let me know who the players were, I don't care if they're inconsequential, but let me know who the guy who just popped around the car and shot up another dude who was sitting behind a car. Let me know who those two people are, and then I might be a little bit more intrigued, or I might like have a little bit more of a stake uh, as a as a watcher in the film. Just just don't barf at me with clip after clip of unsegued action on and fucking on until i'm bored that's what happens i get i got so fucking bored watching these action scenes the the pink house scene bored you in particular 
Well, the pink house scene was just stupid. I think the problem was is that uh, you're executing suspects. I mean, you're playing on the Haitian stereotype or some Jamaican stereotype. That that kind of annoyed me. Uh, but it was just like, what What am I watching? Okay, at least I know who the parties are. But what's the consequences if he blows everybody's brains away? I don't really remember. Well, they wouldn't get their tip on the <laughs> funeral home. That's what they got out of that, right? I guess. That's true. I mean, that, 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 was, that was pretty... That, that really didn't make any sense. And I mean, as far as like it making sense from an action standpoint, the gunfire... The gunfight was... Sort of ridiculous in the pink house. Well, the the problem is that the whole movie is you could gumshoe a little bit with the, with with some of the clues. Like I don't know, seal well, I think, team six. Why couldn't they just the run KKK into him in a bar and rough him up a little bit and get the same piece of information? Make it a little bit more fucking nuanced yeah. as opposed to like you know literally executing suspects, which was what they were doing. And then Joey Pants was like, "Oh, you guys." <laughs> <laughs> that really made me crack up. I don't know how they got away with all the shit they pulled. It was just it was mind boggling. That's why this movie's stupid. Now, it's just fucking now, stupid. <laughs> okay, so so far we've had two two of the action scenes. I yeah. I enjoyed aspects of that first car run when they were throwing cars off the back. Well, okay, I, I thought that was pretty neat. No, there was some fun. And stuff I thought that because... scene where that big boat was spinning on its side from the viewpoint of Mike Mark. I thought that was neat. I thought that was a neat okay. little shot. There was some. I, I did like the fact that the rules of physics and momentum were suspended. Mm-hmm. That uh, you could roll a car off the back of a car carrier, and as opposed to just having that car kind of hit once and then sort of come to a halt, you know, twenty mm-hmm. to thirty yards later, mm-hmm. as physics would dictate, the car comes off like a fucking asteroid from outer space <laughs> and just tumbles down, like tumbles with like an inverse velocity faster than the initial vehicle was yeah. traveling. I, I, don't know, I don't know. I didn't know how they did. Was that CG or did they have some sort of crazy pneumatic system that's got that car moving? I don't know. But the cars like fell off the car carrier of a semi that's maybe traveling 40 to 50 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And the car is somehow shot backwards. <laughs> At like four to five hundred miles an hour, and like just fucking rolling, like an asteroid, literally hitting the ground at a glancing angle. I thought I thought and it just... was really exciting. I mean, I just thought <laughs> from strictly just a scene by those just little clips. I, th- I just I thought they were I thought they were really neat. I mean, I, they I got the great, feel for. They... I, I think like he expressed the movement really well in his shots. You really got the sense of movement. Well, sort of anime you, style a little bit. You know, if you would have followed one or the two cars that came off the back of that uh-huh. going 500 miles an hour as opposed to 10 of them and then only clipping two and a half to three second shots of them, it would have been a lot more fun. These, the problem is just the scene. The, the, yeah. That was kind of cool. I, I'll give you that. The chase had some stuff that that said, oh, you know. I like car chases, and this is kind of an interesting thing. But um, it's cut into an absolutely absurd mess of an action sequence. Is the right. problem? Well, no, yeah. no, I understand what you're saying, but they love shit falling off of trucks. I did that. I mean, uh, we saw it in uh, uh, probably the one island. of my favorite. Bo- yeah, the island with the uh, those like axles falling off. The, the only ax- the only Michael Bay movie I actually liked mm-hmm. the island. So, I heard that his movie uh, what was it like. It was about bodybuilders, based sort of loosely oh. based off a true story. Supposed to be pretty good with Marky yeah. Mark. Yeah, I might have settled down a little bit. I, I might. Try, I might actually watch that in my spare time, some point in the future. Um, 
so yeah, there's not really anything redeeming about the pink house. So let's talk about the next action sequence. There's basically another car chase, which I always thought was sort of surprising so soon in the storyline. And this is after the Dan Marino uh, Cadillac ad. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Dan Marino did like Cadillac ads back then. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm pretty. Sure, I'm pretty sure Michael Bay was doing some funding from Cadillac. Oh, oh they were talking no. about how great I mean, the car this, was. Remember? Well, this movie was such a sellout. I, I, I just assume all that was possible. And really. MG and Miller like does money laundering. I found out as well. So surprising. Oh, that's the other part I loved. Money laundering. So uh, Sid, the undercover DA agent. Oh, that hot says, ass. Sid, give me your three million dollars. I will take a million and give you two million back that has been laundered. And oh. I'm like, that's not how fucking she shrunk it. money. <laughs> I was like, that, that's literally you taking three million dollars in cash, putting it into washing machines, laundering it literally, and then returning to me. It's like, yep, it's all clean from the fucking cocaine and fecal matter. Yeah, see, that, that didn't make any sense. I mean, that would only make that's sense. Not how mon- that would only make sense if done. You did like a bank heist where you know they're going to know the numbers on the bills. Exactly. And you need to change and them out. But then who's going to – what can you do? That, you can't do it. You have to, you have to move that money I, out of the country basically. Well, for starters, to switch the fucking serial numbers or to change out a bill, I wouldn't charge a third of my, my profit from. Oh, no, you know? no. If those bills were really tracked, which there's no way these were because this is all low-level – yeah, club buys. All drug these money. are people throwing tens and twenties at you for ecstasy. It's not a bank heist. It's not a bank heist. Yeah, that that you know, I, I didn't really think about it, but it makes no sense whatsoever. No, it's stupid. Well, be okay. So, I think. Just, well, I think the idea was that they shrunk it, which I could see how that would be a good service, but I don't see why you'd pay thirty percent fee for a shrink. Well, money laundering's money. like if if you watch Breaking Bad, there's an excellent sort of lesson in what money money laundering is is that walter white who is a meth dealer or a meth maker and accumulates a vast amount of cash wealth Mm -hmm. he buys a a car wash which is a brilliant money laundering operation because uh you get one car an hour or you get one car every 10 minutes you charge five right and so all your deficit, you're talking water and soap, which you can sort of sweep under the rug. Mm-hmm. And then you get cash receipts, right? So you, that's how you launder money is you make it seem as if it's legitimate income. So you pay taxes and it gets on the books and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you make it somewhat audit proof. So like restaurants, car washes, sort of service-based Car things. dealerships. It takes a – well, not car dealerships because then – you know, it, you always see you always see uh, them running car dealerships in uh, buoys uh, like mobsters. I think, well, maybe because the money flow is a little bit higher, but mm. it, it takes a long time, man, to launder three million dollars. I mean, you got to think of a business and how much that business takes in, mm-hmm. and then you have to like either double that business profit if you're faking receipts and that kind of thing. It takes a fucking long time, so it just cracked me up. <laughs> <laughs> that was the laundry yeah. laundry. And then, okay, so I'm, I'm a drug dealer. I give my three million to some uh-huh. broad. And she goes, I'll give you $2 million back, and it'll be laundered. It doesn't make any difference to me. It Did they be... actually use the word launder? They use the word yeah. shrink. Is that what she meant? Is, was she, what, did I just go on a diatribe about well, I think the was movie tried different? to make it seem like they were, but it seemed like the point was that he wanted it all in 100s so okay. that he could ship it to ship it out of the country easier. Oh, man, you just spoiled my oh, I'm sorry. I mean, that was it. I mean, it, but he couldn't go to a bank because it was all unlaundered money. 
Okay. So I think the idea yeah. was that she shrunk it for him, took dirty money, and the idea is that then her organization would launder it. That's why okay. that's why there's such a huge profit margin on it. In fact, thirty percent is probably pretty good for giving somebody a bunch of unaccounted for money. All right. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to take up all that time bitching about the movie, but it no, didn't no, seem I mean, obvious to me. It's it's pretty stupid that they had a bunch of professional counting machines in the back of an MGD van. <laughs> All right, so what, what were we on to? Uh, action set The pieces. third action scene, the post-Marino uh, action scene. Okay. Uh, that's, which I thought, was, I thought was, well, not anymore. Are we talking s- about the Bay of Pigs? Is no, no, no. We're about? talking about the second car chase. Uh, this is the car chase right, when um, uh, Sid is going to hand off some money to somebody else. I don't even know who it was. Oh, was she going to hand off money to Stormare's character for some reason? And um, a bunch of dead bodies during the chase got oh. thrown out of the back of a car. Now, now yeah. it doesn't make any sense. I I just recently watched the movie. And I don't know who the actors were. I mean, what what groups were chasing each other in this? Didn't totally make sense to me. Well, the, I thought the idea. Like... Th- I mean, Bay loves throwing stuff off the back of trucks. I thought throwing yeah. bodies off the backs of trucks but was see, really funny. But see, isn't that a ripoff? Wasn't there a movie called The Chase or like some sort of uh, cadaver van destined for a medical school was bodies were flying out the back? I've never heard of that. You've never seen the movie The Chase? Another Henry Rollins playing a cop movie. No, I never really? saw The Chase. Never Is it pre-date it? or post-date this movie? Pre, it started Charlie Sheen and yeah. some other chick, I think, but the original Buffy the Vampire. Well, you know Star. how I feel about old movies, man. I like to watch them do it better from, in newer movies. From, from the, you mean mo- movies from the mid to late 90s? Yeah, I don't know. The 90s, <laughs> 80s, you know, 50s. Was, I don't know. I so, so uh, see, and see, that's what. But I thought that, rough. I'd never seen that, but I thought that was pretty fun. Well, but see, that, that torques me about Michael Bay as he's so unoriginal. But he just throws different stuff out of backs of trucks. Well, it's just a ripoff from other shit, like the whole uh, Jackie Chan thing I mentioned. The fucking the chase where bodies are flying. I'm just like, God damn it! I mean, there's nothing original about the guy. I don't, I don't know what it is he does that gets the. He obviously makes huge returns on the investment that producers put into him. That's the only, his only redeeming fa- factor. He's like a fucking fast food merchant of film. And I think uh, he, go, he does some pretty fun frenetic shots, even if they don't make sense in, in the long run. Well, they're not fun. They're just, they're not fun to me. They're maybe fun to that guy I wanted to Garrett in the theater in 2003. And, and, and me from time to time. <laughs> It's like, oh, shit, I just took Mark's head off. Oh, God damn it. I didn't know he was at Bad Boys 2. God, he never told me he was coming here on Friday night, and I just killed him. No, no. I I, I, I don't know what I was going on about. I I just, the fast food quality of Michael Bay action is so disheartening. It's just, it's not good. It's not good. And, And with the money, and the other thing is this squandered opportunity. With the amount of money tossed at this guy, and he takes, you know, just probably probably top-notch stunt crews, uh, top-notch cinematography, and he just turns it to fucking coleslaw shit. He just dices it so much that he turns it into a pile of indistinguishable matter, mm-hmm. film-wise, at the end of it. I'm just like, oh, 
you cocksucker. What a waste. It's of like resource. taking a really nice pizza and blending it and drinking it. What a fucking waste mm-hmm. of a resource, you know, especially this day and age with, uh, you know, where studios only have enough coin to put out a few big movies a year. And then one of them's a Michael Bay shit turd. You know, you don't you don't have to make such shit. You could have made Bad Boys too. Uh, you could have got a better writer. You could have made the characters somewhat redeemable or plausible. Um, you could have really paid attention to the action, not just the fact that you're going to have this in the shot. We're going to have a you know fucking semi with it. It's like, oh, that's a great idea. You know, but what happens in the editing room that you turn it to shit, or what happens in you know, why don't who who do I not know who's who? That, that's the other thing. It's like who's shooting at who? I kept asking that through the whole entire movie. It's like who the fuck is shooting at who? That got a little Answer. confusing. It's not. It's not an easy thing. It's not a. It's not a difficult thing to sort out. Well, I think. I think in the in the sense you need to not care to enjoy this movie. That's why I hated it. Yeah, I think, like, I think you got to go in not really needing to make sense, just really just to enjoy the spectacle. It's more of a spectacle movie, but it's not fun. It's just not fun. It's not when you say there's a some aspect that's fun to it. I if mean, it's, it's a spectacle. Person. If I was, if this was all going on in some kind of a giant arena, where I could go pay my ticket, and it's going to be like a demolition derby, yeah, yeah, cooler. Yeah. It's be like a fucking gladiator match with Will Smith. And yeah, this is sort of like what Martin this is. Lawrence. Um, fine. I, I I would go pay money to see shit blow up, and, but that's not what I'm doing when I go pay a movie ticket. I am expecting a movie. I'm not expecting a demo derby mm-hmm. with uh, ridiculous, poorly thought out characters that aren't plausible and aren't redeemable or likable. These characters, none of them were redeemable or likable. Look, I'm sorry, Matt. You're never going to get your four backs, four dollars back from the red box for this bad boy. <laughs> You know, one thing about this movie is it certainly it doesn't seem 11 years old. It literally seems it like some years. crap that you could see in the theaters today. Doesn't uh, it? Well, that's the problem is Michael Bay is still out there soiling uh, <laughs> the silver screen with his trash, with bigger budgets. <laughs> and and nobody, nobody, because he is a cash cow, nobody, no producer goes in like, let's see the first cut of Transformers 3. Mike, fucking, what the fuck? I just see, yeah, I just see metal I'd, clashing. I'd, ne- in the I'd metal. never go see that. I was like, what are you doing here? I, 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 this is a terrible movie. Uh, nobody does that because why? Because he has a huge return on mm-hmm. his investment. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets that eighteen to forty-five male demographic throwing gazillions of dollars his way. Forty-five um, and. Maybe 35. Yeah, 35. Yeah, maybe. And, uh, you know, who cares about the pissed off girlfriends that have to tag along to that bullshit? You know, uh, anyway, that's that's yeah. that's 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 his magic. Right? Well, it is. You know, that brings up a good question. What did Rose think about this film? Oh, <laughs> uh, what did Jean think about this movie? Oh, God, she'd never watch this. Kidding so me? I I don't know what else to i guess my the, the, my action beef cuz i'm believe me i'm all for dumb action movies we've covered quite a few of them in the podcast and 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 you know i far be it from me to highbrow this shit but at a certain point i i need god damn it i need a little something i need i need a thread 
of investment. And Michael Bay gives me no opportunity to invest in anything in yeah. Bad Boys 2. It's too bad because I, I just I don't really feel like I've come to understand what makes me not think this is a very good film. And a lot of people think it's an absolute, uh, you know, cancer that is typical of everything that's wrong with Hollywood. Right. And I just can't quite, I can't quite, I just don't quite understand. And I really, it's too bad. I don't think I've really come to any deeper understanding. Um, well, here. let's and talk I, about some of the, the lack of character. Yeah. Um, the, the, I mean, this is sort of a buddy film, but it's more just a, a comedy bit. I mean, I remember I read it's that. It's not little, even a comedy bit. You I, I thought the there biggest... was. I thought there was some pretty funny interactions. Like, how about the second time the pool explodes? Well, the pool exploding was a little funny. I, I, the first time, I, the first time, because he's in a two point three million dollar house <laughs> and he has like a, a five thousand dollar above ground pool uh-huh. out there. Uh, okay, so that's a little funny, right? Yeah, I and mean, they go in, they go into the water. I thought that was funny. I, I enjoyed that scene where they're talking about his ass, talking about. Um, oh, but that's just Marcus's so, yeah, ass I, getting shot. I really enjoy the scene where they um, they greet the the boyfriend at the door and, and give him a bunch of shit. That's kind of terrible. I, I, mean, I thought I that was. That. I, thought I thought it was. was I thought funny. it was fucking mean. It was so. It was so. Um, so racist. It, fuck- it really. I really got a yeah. lot of pleasure well, out the, of it. Uh, that's the problem with this f- movie. Its gags are at the expense of, of black culture. Of black culture. Yeah. Yeah. And and like okay, you get the homophobic bit. You know, you get gay dudes. But but why 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 would why would you or I guys. care? We're not part of black culture. And I, I don't really care. I just sort of. Well, it's not at why it. I go see the next Ice Cube. I don't go. I'm sorry. I'm not lining up to see the next Ice oh, Cube. Oh, that's right. We got to do Friday sometime. Oh fuck! Oh god, that's a short movie. Oh fuck you! Inside that. Write that down. Oh fuck. Okay, so we'll, we'll do we'll do next Friday. <laughs> or the Friday before last, or whatever. I think, I think that was the third one. So like a Friday, <laughs> uh, you know, a couple weeks after Easter, if I got time. It's just, do they make it to Saturday morning? That's all I want to know. Make it to fucking Saturday morning. Anyway, uh, so, but, uh, I mean, it's just, it, there's no real character developments. They're sort of cardboard cutouts, but I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed some of their banter. I thought, I thought it was, uh, well, does Mark Lawrence have a character? There's no character. There's no character. There's no characters. These um, guys knew each other since high school. Bad boys for life. What the fuck? Or something. I know it's a sequel. I know I had to watch the first one to really get the buddiness, you know, to get the association. Uh, yeah, I didn't the, realize uh, they went back so far until that late scene where they look, where uh, Will Smith looks at the uh, high school annual. I thought they were really two cops that just got put together a few years before, and their their sort of camaraderie was starting. Because yeah, that's the way thing. careers work. You find your friend, and then you both go into the same, you know, and then you're but cop buddies. That's the way it all works. You don't get. You know, it's like my cubicle at work. It's all my buddies from junior high. (laughs) We're butt to butt in there, just like we were back in, uh, you know, seventh grade uh, literature. Uh, So I I, I could go through the implausibility of the film. I did like the fact and I thought Mark might enjoy the uh, how uh, U.S. police forces have turned into SEAL Team 6. I thought that was quite exceptional there. Oh, boy. uh, Before they. (laughs) Before they go murder the the KKK clan members. Oh there, yeah. I would call that murder. Before they murder those guys. I got my rights. 
uh, you had Henry Rollins with SEAL Team Six uh-huh. off in the weeds, and I was like, you know, they they pop above water just like the the ad, you know, for the Navy, and they're fucking like night vision gear and uh, semi-automatic for uh, for ecstasy. Yeah, for ecstasy. <laughs> well, I've never seen ecstasy portrayed in such a poor light than this well, movie. If I manufactured ecstasy, I would be really mad at this film. Well, it is, it is was, not a realistic portrayal of ecstasy at all. No, because for starters, uh, Martin Lawrence getting a boner is not what happens on ecstasy. Ecstasy actually kicks down the libido. Oh, does it? It does. Mm. And so then they would have to make a cocktail called sextasy. Which was ecstasy with Viagra, so you could get you know oh, because man. it just I, I, I like, just wasted fifty bucks. <laughs> Sorry, Mark, didn't mean to ruin your your what? I Saturday had plans night, for so uh, the Memorial Day. <laughs> I was going to run something up the old flagpole, if you know what I mean. Well, that there's that. So it doesn't make you a, uh, a uh, it doesn't give you a boner. It gives you the opposite of boner. But does it, um, does it make me a bad person that I sort of enjoyed Martin Lawrence's physical humor during his scene of being on ecstasy? Does that make me bad? <sighs> yeah, I guess it does. All right. No, Let's it doesn't on. make you bad. It just doesn't. It just. It's not funny. It wasn't funny. I, I sort of enjoyed. I sort of enjoyed it. But, it, but, but it was. It's so base. That's yeah. my problem. There's nothing yeah. nuanced about it. It's like cheap gags. Uh-huh. It's like uh, it, it's like watching scary movie five. It, it's just cheap gag ridden. It, yeah. It's 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 so. It's so unnuanced. There's nothing mm-hmm. like, oh, we'll we'll make him say something where it thinks that they it sounds gay, but it's not. They're not talking about being gay. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have Martin Lawrence pretend he's on ecstasy because uh, that would be funny. I, it, it, terrible. This is fucking terrible, man. It's just I don't know what to say about it. All right, I think maybe I'm starting to get a little better picture. I'll tell you one one other thing before we get to the review. I spent a fair amount of time today listening to some of the songs from the soundtrack, and I was, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I was starting to feel a little bit like uh, uh, Mike Bolton, because I was really digging some of the tracks from this, this, this song. Dig this, the tracks. Uh, I, you know, I'm thinking there maybe some, I should get into hip hop. There was some good, yeah, no, there was some decent uh, songs from like the Spawn soundtrack, but mm-hmm. never catch me actually watching the movie Spawn. So yeah, spot. Oh, like that's that fine. Too. There's 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 great soundtracks to shitty movies. They're all out there. But well, uh, I, I can't do hip hop. I've tried. Yeah. I've tried to be the hipster guy that that just says it's all jazzed about hip hop. Oh, totally. White guy hipster is like the, epitomized you, by their fascination with hip hop. You didn't buy Yeezus? <sighs> what was it? What was the name of the album? I have tried. I have tried. You really, me, sir? I, I've never even tried. I was just thinking no. about trying. The closest I can get is trip hop, which isn't even hip hop. It's like yeah. British hip hop, hmm. you know, sort of uh, more kind of musical or techno. I can't do it. I can't. I've tried. I'm too white. I got nothing, so I own it. Mm-hmm. Unlike a lot of a lot of white folk, white own, hipster folk, you, you white it, urban listen, hipster folk. You listen to white yeah. jazz. <laughs> Miles Davis is as, yeah, it's as street as I get. I can't do it. I can't. I've tried. Yeah, I've tried to listen to. I've I've like you know, I've I've queued up the Wu Tang Clan. I've uh, I've listened to the Creme de la Creme, and I cannot 
have I have I can't, do not have it in me. I'm too white. Yeah, I'm too white. I own it. It's a shame. So. It it would be fun to go through life again as a black man or a wealthy black man, <laughs> obviously. Um. All right. Well, I'm hoping that maybe when we go to Ebert here, that uh, he'll give me some some more insight to, into this movie. <laughs> Ebert reviewed this movie on July 18th of uh, 2003, gave it a big one star out of four. That's actually worse than a no star. I'll, I'll say that. I, you think so? I think, I think yeah. the reason it's not a no star is for um, – there's one reason I think he did. He gave it more than no stars. Um, he talks about uh, – he starts off talking about uh, an ugly scene in, uh, in Bad Boys 2, as he calls it. It's the point where a scene that I sort of enjoyed, which I guess maybe makes me a, a terrible monster. Makes you just a fucking bastard. Is <laughs> where uh, uh, the two main characters uh, basically torture some fifteen-year-old boy. You know, I mean, goddamn! I think they they throw, they wave a gun, they point a gun at him at yeah, one point. They threaten yeah. his life, and then Will Smith asks him if he wants to have sex with him. Are you there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, right. No, it's, 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 I mean, he um, asked him if he wants to have sex with a man. <laughs> well, that, very that, interesting. what's the, what, what's the, I mean, okay. I think right there, that kid like reported to uh dispatch that two, two cops threatened him with a, with a gun that they would probably be kicked off the forest permanently. But you know, that's realism injected into the situation. So Eber so. goes on talking about that scene. The needless cruelty of this scene took me out of the movie and into the minds of its makers. Well, do they, yeah, do they think it's funny? Ebert asks, or is it possible that everyone connected with the film has become so desensitized by the relentless cynical aggression of movies like this, that the scene passed without comment? See, no, what pisses me off most about that scene is they didn't think it was funny, but they think the fucking dimwit jugheads sitting in the audience with their turned around baseball cap and their fucking basketball mm-hmm. shorts and their, you know, uh, inebriated heads would think it's funny. And so that's what pisses me off more about the movie is it's just sheer capitalist intent that, um, do you think this is funny? No. You know who will think this is funny? Uh, the 18 to 21, uh, demographic, uh, blah, blah, blah. That's what makes me, Budge was telling me some like real disheartening shit about movie making these days where they will actually get in statisticians to look at a scene and to compare it to all scenes and compare those to movies and how much they made, et cetera, and so on to figure out if they need to cut a scene or not. It's gotten that bad. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is the start of this shit. Michael Bay knew that scene wasn't funny. Fucking the writers knew that scene wasn't funny. How could they? Come on. They're people that work in Hollywood. They've seen better. They've done better. But the problem is, is like, how much does that scene make for the movie? Um, okay, well, we're targeting this shit demographic of asshole men from 18 to 22. It will make us this much opening weekend. Fucking put it in. That's what makes me sick about the film. Not that people thought it was funny who wrote it. I doubt they did. Uh, but the fact that it just got rung up in the numbers. 
And that's kind of that's the gross part about Michael Bay. So continue. Sorry. I thought it was funny. Uh, Paper goes on (laughs) saying that Bad Boys 2 is a bloated, unpleasant assembly line extrusion in which there are a lot of chases and a lot of killings and explosions. And here, I think, is where um, Ebert gives it the one star. Oh, it's all done with competent technique. And I think think it is done. It's done with very competent technique at times. Some of the special effects are very, very good. Um, The screenplay, he says that uh, the screenplay was labored over by at least four writers, although there is not an original idea in it. Saying that the even... villain is a bargain basement ripoff of Al Pacino's character from well, Scarface. They're, they're, they're not writers. They're marketers. Mm-hmm. That's that's who they are. They're not writers. None of this shit's original. It doesn't You could get a six-year-old to think up this shit. Let me a 16-year-old. But none of it's original. Going on further with your thoughts, uh, he says, The movie has a carelessness that shows contempt for the audience. Consider a sequence in which two helicopters pursue a speedboat near Miami. <laughs> I was never sure who was in the speedboat or why it was fleeing. You know, when I was watching that, I was going, how's the speedboat ever going to get away? It doesn't even make any sense. Um, yeah, you would just stand off and go, okay, the speedboat's heading up the coast. Anyway, All so right. they, they blow up the speedboat or near enough. He goes, and Eber continues, as nearly as I can tell, the only reason the scene is in the movie is so that we can watch two helicopters chasing a speedboat. There you go. And he goes, in a yeah. movie that is as painfully long as... As for 146 That's minutes. That's his biggest fucking crime. Why is That's the scene taking up our time? Uh, going on uh, additionally to what was your major point since the beginning of our review. The movie is so choppy in its nervous editing that a lot of the time we're simply watching senseless kinetic action. And um, the chase scenes and shootouts are broken down into close-ups that deny us any sense of the physical relationship of the actors or the strategy of the chase. It's all just movement. And even though it's just movement, I'll say, some of that movement's enjoyable. No, it it has decent premise, Mm -hmm. but it's turned into such diarrhea in the fucking Cuisinart that I... I, I get angry. Yeah, there's no I'm reason like, a movie that's paced like this and chopped up like this should be as long as it is. It's just absolutely absurd. Well, uh, yeah, there's no personalization of the action. Like we we watched Children of Men. I forget when we covered it. One of the probably the the best action scenes, and it was done so personally. Mm-hmm. Like it, even though you were kind of a, you know, sort of a, a pseudo uh, war correspondent, sort of you know point of view uh through through that whole scene uncut scene it was like a uh, continuous take <clears throat> you were you're pushed in into the action so personally the way that that was filmed that you almost really couldn't have cared who the characters were but it was so personal from the camera's perspective that you just were sold mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> This doesn't do any of that. You see some guy pop around a car, don't know who he is. Oh. Shoots some other guy popped around a car, don't know who he is. That person dies with the car. Are you saying that? Are you? Let's just let's back up here. Are you saying that Children of Men is a better movie than Bad Boys Two? <laughs> I hate to say it. I oh well, it. you're really going out on a limb. I know. Um, Ebert talks about the final action scene, which we just alluded to here and there. That's not really worth talking about. But he talks about the scene where, uh, from I guess police story. Uh, where uh, they're driving Jake's a Hummer through a shanty town, just just mowing it, 
shanties down left and right. Ebert says that dozens of the poor shantytown dwellers must have been killed. Not that the movie notices. And he says, there was once a time when a hero would sacrifice his own life rather than injure innocent bystanders. No longer. The heroes of Bad Boys 2 are egotistical monsters, concerned only with their power, their one-liners, their weapons, their cars, and their desires. Yeah, amen, brother. This is like one of those reviews by Ebert where I just absolutely like have nothing to to, 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 to disagree with. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand what he's saying. I guess I just don't. I don't care as much about non-existent uh, fictional. No, characters. that's not. Believe me, that's not the the whole Shantytown chase scene. I, I, he gets personal with it and talks about consequence. I'm like beyond that. It's like it's just a fucking rip off. That's yeah. my biggest problem yeah. with it. And my other problem with it. For starters, there hasn't been a domestic import of a U.S. automobile to the country of Cuba since 1957. That's why they all drive around 1957 Chevys as a point of pride. Oh, even yeah. the elites can't import stuff? No. Oh, I thought the no. elites could. Why can't no. they? That's what makes me... That was Is that just... Really that, I mean, the only reason they don't import it must be some sort of point of pride by the Castro government. It is. That's why all those... like they, That's why when they show those kind of scenes of Cuba, current-day Cuba... Um, you have uh, these immaculately uh, kept up, like, 1950s American automobiles because that was 1957 or whenever Castro, the rebellion Mm -hmm. was. Um, The whole, you know, cut off relations, whatever. Uh, There was no no more imports of American automobiles to that country. That was the last— import year so all those cars are kept up immaculately and i don't know where they come from now europe or someplace uh so when i see it's like a fucking hummer driving around cuba that would be that would be such a pr fail by it, it, it just the, the political and economically would never do that because they would look bad to the populace yeah you would never if you were what, we could you if, could you buy a beamer Oh yeah, you can buy anything from Europe or okay. Know, so any other like the, the, the political elites are running around in seven series then, right? Oh yeah, sure. Oh, okay. No, but, not Hummers, but to, obviously. Yeah, well, to have Hummers an American sort of choice, auto, yeah. a new, I see. brand new American. I mean, that would defeat the whole point. But it was of yellow, so it was pretty. You know, it sort of fits into the. You know, it just sort of disappears that, into the background. See that that made. I mean, come on, that's stupid, <laughs> and that made me angry. But that's where I'm at with Bad Boys too. So I, I don't know why you picked it. I guess to set the low watermark. Uh, to put a Michael Bay film in there. That, yeah, uh, I mean, it's all those reasons and, and more, which I'll talk about at a la- later date. <laughs> okay. We're going to forget. I like right? this a lot more than I thought I would. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, th- I thought I'd really hate it, but I mean, I just found some of the mindless kinetic elements to be fun, and I found some of the racist banter to be uh, humorous. See, I'm all a, for a guilty pleasure. Level. Yeah. I am all for guilty pleasure. And I, I I I I would have, I think, been more receptive to this film, but um I just I I got I got nothing. I, I was right on Ebert's page with all of it. Mm-hmm. I was just like you know, he, he takes a little bit more personally, uh, but I just found like the scenes just so uh, predictable and uh, derivative, not even derivative, just ripped off that I was just like, oh, fuck it, you know, fuck this. And, anyway, I mean, well, you know, look, look, well, all I can say is like, I'm going to make an effort to, to 
get my keep make my next choice more highbrow. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk about that choice next week. I, I'm going to step in for the fans, for the crowd, for for our faithful listeners. By the way, our subscriber list has shot up a little bit recently, so I don't know if word of mouth's yeah, getting out. People like but, Michael uh, Bay. Get, we're going to get like some of that twenty twenty one to thirty demo. <laughs> Uh, but I'm going to stick with the whole Joey Pants theme, and uh, I think we're going to do uh, The Matrix next week. So, oh, that's a fun uh, film. Matrix is um, it's an action movie, but it's such a delicious action movie. And I think one of the reasons it is is because uh, the action is implausible, but it is implausible and has an excuse for being implausible, which makes it, I guess, that much more enjoyable at least it did for me you know i I don't know but uh uh it's the the other two movies aren't even worth a shred of discussion although we probably might discuss one or two of them we can maybe talk about them i mean taken as a trilogy in one sitting i think they have some merit by themselves probably not i just wish those other two movies weren't filmed i I, that's kind of where i'm at with the matrix i wish they would have just uh, said the Matrix and, and moved on. To I think somebody fucking, crunched some numbers and figured they could make some money on it. Fucking Speed Racer, Cloud Atlas, or one of those other turds that the Warshawskis put out. But Ooh, uh, Speed anyway. Racer, let me write that down. <laughs> so so uh, next week will be the Matrix, and uh, until then. That is the last time you will ever refer to my mother's titties.